RadioInfluence.com. The quarantine kid is back, baby. (laughs) So, you know, because obviously, you know, you are a big Trump supporter. You know, you do not believe COVID is real. And then when it hit you, (laughs) you know. Hey, man, you know. First of all, let's go down the timeline. Let's let's go to the timeline first. So it started like last week we were talking about why I'm in quarantine. Um, My wife, she tested positive uh, for COVID. We honestly don't know how she got it. She either got it, like we said, either at a jujitsu tournament or she could have gotten at work or she could have gotten it elsewhere. We do not know. But, you know, likelihood of a jujitsu tournament seems real. Everyone's flying from everywhere. But she had she still like she could smell things and has certain like certain things but she doesn't get full like taste and we were talking about like damn what's the point of living if you can't taste food because <laughs> there's really like when you're in quarantine and then i'm thinking like fuck am i gonna get sick and i'm asymptomatic like i'm just chilling here so i'm fucking going crazy because i can't really do much like i could work out so much like on my patio and stuff like that but i can't go anywhere and when you're sick, you know, you could kind of like sleep your day away kind of, you know what I mean? So the time goes away. So it's kind of beneficial in a sense to be sick. So like time just goes. But then when I finally got tested and I was negative, I was like, oh, thank God. I could just like go outside and breathe the air a little bit deeper. And then with you, you came in contact with me, which my wife tested positive for. I couldn't even test because I had to stay in quarantine. And then when I finally tested again, uh, tested for the first time, I was negative, which I tested yesterday. But you came in quarantine, quarantine in um, contact with me when we uh, we recorded in the studio. And then you're like, COVID's not real, man. QAnon has all the answers or whatever the fuck you said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, that was... I mean, I guess that that was technically uh, two weeks ago to today, Friday to Friday, and man, I I I don't know the 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 timeline doesn't add up to me. And if I remember correctly, there's a um, seven day incubation yeah. period, right? I don't see where that added up, you know. So I mean, I I could have crossed past with anyone. Uh, I wasn't, and then on top but of you that, were traveling. Yeah, I, I, I you were at I a did, wedding. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I did go to a wedding. Um, you know, and but I'm the only one that tests positive. The uh, Casey, like, the kids. That's why, though. You know what I mean? Like huh? you tested. Like what I'm saying is like you tested positive. Yeah, because you like we just had to do it because it's you know it's the right thing for us to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because you came in contact with me, but I wouldn't even have known unless my wife actually tested because I was asymptomatic. You know what I mean? There's other people at that wedding or so that could have been asymptomatic or even on yeah. my wife's side, like there could have been people, there's clearly someone either at a jiu-jitsu tournament somewhere that was asymptomatic, you yeah. know? And, 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 and I mean, if, if we're going to get into like the, you know, taking shoulda, coulda, waters, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. We did the right thing. That's all that matters. Yeah, right. Yeah, you that's know, it. I, like we yeah. were responsible adults, you know, we're like, gro- we're like, children at the age of 30 though so you know what i mean like but like we did the right thing we're in quarantine we're getting real creative with uh our jiu-jitsu training trying to yeah. invert and everything like that when casey <laughs> sent me that video of you on your neck i'm like yo he's he's going to be he's gonna have to go to the va again because his spine is gonna snap right now yeah he's uh yeah. 
It was, it was, it was, it was me cervical to his yeah. lumbar, everything is, is going to be like this. It's going to be one piece. It'll be like Kurt Angle, like the Batman syndrome, <laughs> like this. <laughs> like you turn your head. Yeah. True, true story. So, you know, hey, man, you know, I, I'll say this. I've definitely had uh, flus that have kicked my ass, that have put me yeah. in the hospital and have done more damage to me specifically. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I truly think that we, we did our part. You know, you got tested. You let everybody know. You let the gym know. The, the gym took appropriate actions. So us as a community, we all did our part. Why? Because we, because we care and, and, and have respect for one another. And, you know, I, I get tested again on Monday. I think I'll be done by then. And then hopefully you know, I can return later on that that week uh, once once I get results. Um, so, so that's that's kind of where we yeah. are today. I, I could have gone. Yes, I could go this weekend to the gym. But I was like, you know what? I, even though I'm negative, I was like, you know, what? let me just start afresh the following week. Even God forbid if my test was wrong, which I, it's not. It said it was neg- it tested for two things. It tested for the antigen and it tested for the antibody right now. But the antibody takes a while to even get. You know what I mean? So like they said, after like a month or so, that's like the late, like that's some people, they get the antibodies within two weeks. Some is like a month or whatever the case is. And how you were saying that there's been sicknesses that have been worse a hundred percent. And like, I can't speak because like I said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the COVID kid. You know what I mean? Like I don't got no symptoms or anything like that. So it was fine for you, but God forbid you gave it to someone else and it, and it, it could have been literally life altering for them. And that's why we said like, we respect everyone. We, you know, we have to respect rules and regulations of everything. And like I said, we, we did the right thing. And I just, even if it doesn't affect us, how it may affect others, I hate that people have the mindset, oh, it wasn't that bad, that it won't affect someone else. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's the scary part about it. It, You know, if it's like, for example, I'm a lightweight when I drink, if I have one drink, people are like, Oh, you pussy, you know, oh, you two beer queer, whatever. I'm like, listen, I'm good. I know my limit. Some people could drink like 10 beers and they're fine. Everyone's tolerance for everything is good. Like I, it's like me and Jason, we could deal with you. Like our tolerance for you is pretty high, you know, pro Trump, all your craziness, you know, Wuhan flu and all that. But people on Facebook are like, fuck you, Sean, you <laughs> racist ass bitch, even though you're brown, you know what I mean? Can't but tell me nothing, bro. Can't tell you nothing. I'm, but, um, I'm the token, bro. The token. Speaking of tokens, we were uh, we were actually talking uh, what a few days ago about like you know like tokens like special things like special people that have been in our lives and everything like that. And uh, I wanted to kind of segue because um, my wife and I first had the conversation and I wanted to bring it up to you was um, people that have like had a major influence in our lives. Trust me, when you when you're in quarantine and there ain't shit much to do, and I kind of took a uh, a social media uh, I detox. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm not looking at everything like that. I just like I go on like once a day at night, and I'm like, okay, I'm gone. I don't even respond to anything. But when you have all this time to think, I was just thinking about my past and like certain things like trigger it. Like people in our lives that have like meant the most to us. You've, have you had someone like someone or some people that have like molded, not mold you, but have had an impact on, in your life and are on your life? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, throughout, throughout my life, you know, I, I, I can pinpoint, um, two, two major, uh, two major individuals 
One started when I was in eighth grade. Uh, he turned into my wrestling coach, uh, Richard Mental Mendelson. Um, he was the head coach for the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas wrestling team when I was in high school. I, I, uh, I think that was like 03 to 2007. Yeah. And he got to me uh, in my eighth grade year of uh, middle school. And I was this young, pudgy little kid and, uh, <laughs> you know, had had never really played, uh, you know, any other sports besides baseball and football. Had just kind of began getting into into sports. And this is around, like, eighth grade time. And he took me underneath his uh, wing. And so he would come pick us up after school from the middle school. And, you know, there, there was a group of us. Little did I know was he... He was trying to build his 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 next uh, elite wrestling class, right? So his thought process was, you know, I'll go to the middle school, so this way I'll start training them now. By uh, by the time they graduate, they roll into a freshman. You know, they can definitely be either JV or varsity, and will have a killer team. Me, I just thought I was like really special and really cool, and and uh, you know like yeah, you know he's he's you know he's taking me underneath his wing, he's teaching me a a a a, a sport, and um, from there graduated high school, uh, did wrestling tournaments throughout the summer, and then uh, started going to high school. He was my history teacher and the beginning of of the school year you know he started taking a a uh, a different attitude a different approach you know he wasn't quite buddy buddy anymore and i and I, <laughs> I took offense to it yeah he's your teacher you know? he, he got yeah, to keep, yeah, yeah. You have to keep yeah, you in line yeah yeah but but you know when when i understand trust you me know, yeah when, when you're a young you know child and you're just like oh man like this guy's really cool and you know he's you know you know taking yeah uh a role in me um and you know so it's just one of those things where you know day one of you know wrestling season i'm sorry uh conditioning man he wore into me you know i mean you know i was i i he 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 was responsible for putting in that first line of hard work discipline uh commitment loyalty you know i, I mean everything that that goes into morality I, I think if 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 you're trying to be you know a decent human being did you have as, a moment like that it hit you were like wow he really cares or like he made that difference you know what i mean like when did you realize like is there like wasn't until later on so you know that season it, it was his first season as head coach i think he was trying to make a, a, a statement and he 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 wanted our team our wrestling team to go undefeated we, mm-hmm. and that that we did we went 13 and 0 through the the regular season and uh you know 
we beat all of all of, you know the top schools and and you know we uh he created this 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 brotherhood that i think i think that was my first taste of of you know family uh in some type of recreational community you is know? it because like i know you're very close with your family and stuff like that is it was it weird not weird where it was different to you because where did you have your family was close at home or was it kind of like because I remember we talked about your father and stuff like it was yeah. it kind of fragmented at that point or um, was it yeah you know, I, I I mean I, I like I, uh, a positive male role model is hard to find you know what I mean and that's, that's like exactly the thing. It. say so, I'm trying so, to get to it's like it did you did you gravitate towards him more because of that or there's a difference between a role model and a positive role model yeah. right you know and, and uh I think he he was definitely at the most important time of my young adult or not young adult but uh teenagehood That's preteen uh, like right yeah, because yeah, yeah before yeah, high school yeah, right yeah you know so i was like 13 14 um you know he was extremely influential to me uh and and he instilled things in uh in me that i can only give credit to him for and it's it's kind of funny because him him and I had a conversation recently and and it came through a, a business opportunity that he reached out to me wanted uh, wanted to 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 uh, connect me and uh we haven't talked in years you know and and um you know and to finally be able to tell him like hey man like you mean so much to me you know this is you know this is this is what you did for me like you were a true impact and influence and you know i give you accreditation to you for who i am today as a man as a individual as a professional he he definitely instilled you know true core core values which then led me to the uh, marine corps I'll, I'll be honest people talk about Marine Corps boot camp, you know, it's a, you know, one of the hardest things ever, you know, I, I did Marine Corps boot camp three times compared to, um, wrestling practice or wrestling practice like that or, or conditioning. That's called, that's called a uh, child abuse, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bro. Like, 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 but like, like that's like, that's how the, mind, yeah, the mindset was, you know, and, and, you know, that nutty gritty, what you call mentality. Um, doing uh Nutty. that's a uh... yeah like like insane bro. okay like right, that's right? a yeah. child molestation then but uh no, shut <laughs> up bro <laughs> anyway no so, I was, he was a you know you you were preparing for wrestling practice was in in hindsight was like way harder than you know marine boot camp yeah yeah absolutely you know and and um but he also prepared me for that and not only that just just you know he he had this saying where you know third quarter third quarter you know third quarters where it counts and and in wrestling you know that's 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 the last and final quarter you know and, mm -hmm. and that's when you know you take it you push it you know you you uh either you know finish him or you know get the pin or 
whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But the most important thing is, you know, never quit and you know, dig deep. And you know, that's that's kind of where I I think I definitely gained that attribute of never quit, um, no matter what it is. And and uh, I think it's it's definitely owed to him. Um, and like I said, man, you know, having been given the opportunity to, you know, finally talk to him once again and, and tell him this and, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's had some struggles, uh, over the past years with, you know, health issues and surgeries. And, um, he actually took a run at politics, unfortunately lost, but, Definitely, you know. Did he tell the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by, or? Huh. <laughs> no, man, you know, he, um, you know, he, he just went. I'm fucking I, around, man. I, I think it, it I was getting somber, think, so I'm like, all right. Let me get this. I think it's, you know, I. But anyway, so I, I, I think, you know, he, he definitely, um, has set the example for many people. I mean, um, I was gonna ask that. Is he like? Did other people view him in the same light? Like you talked about, I don't know if you like talk to people from high school or junior, like, do they like, damn, like he really helped out a lot or like, did he like, what, but just besides wrestling practice, was he someone that kind of um, like he laid it on, like he let you know, like, Hey, I'm teacher slash coach. Like he, he, he'll let well, you know he, if you're wrong, he, you're wrong. He, or like, like, what was his like thing? Like, was he not like a dictator? I'm not trying to like say he's like a dude from Cobra Kai, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? No, he 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 was my teacher. He he was my coach. He was my confidant. He was my uh, punisher, I guess. You know, like like what I did wrong, dude. I I can't. I saw, yeah, yeah. So so I can't tell you like, especially in a week that I'm cutting weight, and and you have your wrestling coach as your history teacher, um, <laughs> you know, and. You walk what you eat is Sean. What you eat in yeah. Lopez? No, is that, no. Is that Snickers? As soon, as soon as you walk into his classroom, he points at you and tells you to go run. You just run. Like, I, 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 I didn't have to go to class. I just had to run. What was his name? Mr. What? Or Coach What? <laughs> Coach, Coach What? Was Co- it? Coach Mendelson. Coach Mendelson. So they'd be like, uh, Coach Mendelson, I, I, gotta, I have a C in this class. I, I need to fucking go run. <laughs> exactly. Just go run. You know, just and, go run. And, uh, you know, like but, every black parent or Hispanic, go in there and sit down. <laughs> go in there yeah. and sit down. Go in there. I, be, I think, it's either in or out, letting all my cold air out of this damn house, damn classroom. I, I really think that's why I hate running today, bro. I just like, it's, 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 it's just not my thing. I, I think he ran it out of me. So, Shit. you know, that's at least someone ran it out of you. I hate running because I'm like, I'm fat at heart still, but yeah. <laughs> as you were, as I was. As, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, coach, Mental Mendelssohn, uh, he he uh, was definitely mental, but you know, definitely uh, had influence in me, and I owe him a lot. And you know, as as uh, who I am today, I think he was that initial uh, pillar, that initial role model. Do you see you? yourself par- parenting like that? Do you like he wasn't your parent, but do you you have you taken things from him? Like I know when uh, the boys get out of line, you're like, go sit on the wall. Is that shit he had you oh, do yeah. or no? Oh yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, man. He he uh dude. I, so um, I remember we were in conditioning, and 
we had just got done with the uh, weight room and you know everyone's you know putting in mm-hmm. putting in work and you know we're lifting hard and I, I I was getting nauseous I was getting sick I made the uh, mistake of you know running out the back door to go throw up and he came chasing after me you know and it's like <laughs> you better he's just like you better swallow that shit next time right? it's like, son that's why you gotta yeah, be a heavyweight yeah. you gotta worry about this shit <laughs> you know and but you know, you know and, and uh he, he was hard he was tough on me and you know but at the same yeah. time like like he saw the best in me before i did i guess yeah. you know and, and, and you know he i think the fact that he actually believed in me um because yeah. you know we had other guys that that were you know more skilled better they had been wrestling a while but had disciplinary problems or you know attitudes and and just different upbringings and i think he Mm -hmm. saw something i i I, he made me feel as if he saw something in me in which i I grabbed on to and that's that's awesome because you know as you you stated in previous episodes and stuff like that, you know, your you know your father was either in or out, whatever the case is. You know, he was doing no, his own thing. And- my father was always there. I, I, I want to make that very clear. It, it was his poor choices within. That's what I'm. You know, that, yeah. That's what that's what I mean. I was going to get yeah. to it. I'm, I'm not yeah. like what I mean by that is like he would. There's a difference between a someone that is in someone's life and part of someone's life. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like when someone's in someone's life and involved where the sentence is like any little mistake, you know what I mean? They want to help make you better and succeed. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like a typical in a lot in household, you know how it is. Like the father's like with anyone's like you, you seen but not heard type of thing. Does that make yeah. sense? And yeah. I'm not I'm not shitting on your father. I'm not I'm not saying anything like no. that. But like what we've talked about is like, you know, like this this man made you feel like you could there was no limit in that sky. And sometimes like, you know, as being a young Brown kid, you need to hear those things because let's be real. We don't see those things or we didn't. And when we were younger on TV, you know what I mean? Like being able to see that. And that's awesome that, you know, your coach instilled that. Do you guys still speak to this day or? Yeah. uh, Occasionally it's like, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's occasionally like, I think I talked to him like, like I said earlier, I talked to him a couple months back, and you know, I, I, I mean, we actually had a long conversation, um, and I was able to to express to him and and give gratitude to you know the the impact and importance that he had on me. Um, you tell you know, me, you'll sit on the wall. You ain't gonna tell me to do shit now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and to hear you know his story and you know where from the time that we left off because um i ended up moving to another town um end of sophomore year i think it was you know and then i went to another town i went to another school i you know i i I wrestled there um but it wasn't it wasn't the same and i think if i would have stayed at stoneman douglas you know there's no telling the 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 uh, possibilities that would have happened or where I would be today. I think, you know, possibly, uh, you know, D1 college for uh, wrestling, you know, but once again, my parents weren't, weren't thinking like that either, you know? So, it, you know, it's, it, but where I am today, you know, is also because of him. Yeah. 
you know, or he uh, played a major role in it in the very beginning of my young uh, adult teenagehood. That's awesome, man. No, it really is because um, so I hate like we talked about it once before when people say like, oh, it was all me. It was it wasn't all you. There had to have been something that someone like the, like the Big Bang Theory, just a spark, boom, something yeah. sparked it in you and either kept riding on you to make sure you were in the right spot. And, you know, it's nice when we have those moments where we could sit back and just think about those teachers, those coaches or anyone that's been influential slash beneficial because we wouldn't be where we are today, you know? No, absolutely. And there's that we have to even like, even like the, like the bad kids in school, right? They, if they see that certain teacher they respect, they'll be like, Hey, Mr. Mrs. So-and-so they'll give them a hug, whatever the case is, because even if they may not be in the right spot, they are in, in their lives they believed in them and they pushed them to a certain point. They, they have that kid's respect, you know, or yeah. a young adult's life. So. Yeah. What about you? I was actually, it was, it was hard for me to think because um, I've had several and that's the thing is I might just go like give a little about each. Cause um, for me, like I, I explained it before, I look at life like in quarters or layers, you know what I mean? Um, I think for me, my biggest issue was because I was, I'm, you know, I'm the oldest. I was the big brother, you know, so I'm always watching out for other people, you know, always. And, you know, and coming from divorced parents, you know, as you know, divorced parents, you know, it's new to them, right? Divorce for the most part is new. You know, you'll hear your dad say something about something about your mom or your mom may say something vice versa. You're always trying to play peacemaker in your own home or whatever, not play peacemaker, but you're trying to like act like you don't know or hear what you hear, you know, and no parent is at fault for that. You know, they may vent something and you overhear something and that, you know, you're not supposed to be hearing it anyway. So I think I just always looked for a big brother because I was the big brother, you know? Ah. And so the first like role model I had, his name was uh, Coach Frazier. Back in the day, you know, when I was a center and I played basketball at the tender age, I think it was like uh, like 11 or 12, I, th- I think 12 years old, yeah. Um, there's like PAL, like, you know, like a Pop Warner League or whatever yeah. for football. Excuse me, football uh, for basketball, right? And I love bass. You know, that's when Iverson had the I3 sneakers and shit like that. You know, everyone wore their, their yeah, sleeve. Yeah, sleeve. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the cheap I- white Iverson jersey, you know, the one that's not stitched on. And your friends are like, yeah. oh, you poor bitch. I'm like, hey, man, let me live. Coach Frazier was like a really, really big influence on my life because he was – I'm trying to describe how he looks. He looked like – he had – he looked like Roy Jones. But if Roy Jones was 110 pounds and was like 6'2", like that light-skinned dude, very energetic, he, it w- and I'm not – this is out of respect. He's like – like he had like that crackhead energy, very like blah, 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 like very like – you know, he was like eccentric like that. And he believed in – think about it. It's just, he, uh, he was the coach and his son, his stepson was this white kid named Steve. And he loved that boy to death, man. You know what I mean? And Steve was a really good athlete. He played like – and think about it, everyone on the team was black, Spanish, like one, like two white kids, and but we all just mesh. He made us do like calisthenics, one, two. He treated like the military, and he had this belief in us. And once a week, he would have us over his house. His the parents would drop us off to uh, for um for film for film day, right? But film day was his wife, you know, making us like mud slides, like you know, like you know, like uh uh what what's that what's that snack? There's one thing I remember, like. 
is it called earthworms? You know, like the gummy worms and the chocolate and shit like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I kind of have an idea, but I don't really yeah. know. Mud pie, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever. I, that's one thing I'm like, damn, this is really fucking good. It was like Oreos and stuff like that. Need I say more? But he just had and this camaraderie we felt, and it just was super cool. And the funniest moment I remember is <laughs> our team was like really, really like popular for being Pop Warner, like being a PAL team, like people because we were like the the underdogs. Like remember the movie The Little Giants, but for like um, but for um, basketball, we were just like yeah. this yeah like this ragamuff team like but we would win we had like the game plan we played as a team there was no individual there was one day it was the finals he comes out he's like this i think we were down by no excuse me it wasn't the finals it was uh the semifinals to go to the you know semifinals to go to finals we were down by like three points i think like that and there was only like 30 seconds left he goes you ready we're about to go to war we're gonna go to war I was like, what the hell? He takes off his coaching uniform and he, he has like camouflage on. He has camouflage pants and these basketball shoes. He had camouflage. I was like, we ready for war. He takes his like his like camouflage fucking bandana, puts that shit on, and he's hopping up and down doing jumping jacks. And his son is like, oh my God. Crazy, <laughs> what are you doing? And we were so hyped about a bunch of 12 year olds, like, Yeah, we're going to war. And then we won the game. And then, um, we go to the finals, we lose in the finals, but you just see like parents of the other team, you know, because you give a speech at like crying because of like how passionate this man was. He came at literally yeah. came out of nowhere, like, like the fucking genie, and just like in. He definitely influenced me, and I think I, I probably see him like once every like five years, not um. Because my brothers aren't, you know, they're my, you know, I have a 22 year old, well, 21 year old brother, and you know, I have uh, a 15 year old brother. You know, they're past that age where you know they're not in like high school. Well, one of them's still in school, but you know, COVID, everything like that, not having sports, there's no events going on. I would see him, then I always give him a big hug, and um, that was a, he was super cool in my life because I didn't, he made it cool to be empathetic he made it cool to be passionate you have to remember that was back in the days when everyone's listening to the dip set and the diplomats everyone's trying to be hard you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. brought back like that smooth like it's okay to be loving let's go geo come on Gio. come on big man and like it just you just felt the love and the hype and um and then that, i think that was like sixth to like seventh grade and then in seventh grade i met two people that uh meant a lot to me uh Coach Darling, Mr. Darling, and then uh, Mr. DeWitt, Coach DeWitt. Uh, I met Mr. DeWitt when I was in seventh grade. Um, the school put me in a program because I was a te- like I was teeter tottering. I they didn't know if I was going to be a good kid or a bad kid. Like, like you know, like one of those. Like I was in the middle. Like I was an emotional ass kid. Like I'm running away. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I was in the, I was in between. So they put you in this thing called the mentoring program. So the mentoring program is they they partner you up, I guess, with a teacher that like um, they think would be influential in your life. Um, it's like that movie Role Models. Is it Role Models? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it with uh, Paul Rudd? Rudd? Paul, uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Sean William Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally like that, but in school, he was a teacher. So they said, hey, go to his class at this time. So I go to his class, right? Dude, he's the special ed teacher, but like the behavioral, like bad kids. And the first thing I hear is like, man, who the 
fuck is this crack-ass kid? I was like, what the hell am I getting into? I'm not even white. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck you, son. Like, I'm going to class. Like, oh, my God, what is this? And Mr. DeWitt, he introduces himself. And he's going back and forth with kids. He's like, shut your ass up. Makes him sit down. I'm like, oh, Lord. This is like this, like, stocky. He looked like a wrestling coach. White guy with a goatee. Had a little bit of hair. It was thinning a little. But he had such control and the kids respected and loved him because he used to bullshit with them, but he was a good teacher, but he just, he was, he's just super cool with me. And he's like, Hey man, you, you good. You good. He always check up on me. He would always like, he would talk about life with me and like, what do you want to do? It was like at seventh eighth grade. I don't know what it was, but I, I gravitated towards him because he was kind of like a hard ass, you know, someone that kind of purposely like, kind of like, you, eh, all right, whatever geo, like makes you want to do more for yourself. He was like that guy. And um, little by little, those same kids, like, who the fuck is that guy in his class? We became good friends. I'm friends with the special ed kids, which I'm not trying to make fun of, but, like, I was cool with them. You know what I mean? Like, they were all badass kids. Like, man, I got ISS today. And it's Mr. DeWitt be be like, that is the third week in a row you have ISS. What are you doing? (laughs) You're literally in this class all day. How do you have ISS? You know what I mean? But uh, he was like that dude. And, like, he would get mad at me because I would skiff. I was terrible at math to this day. I went to summer school for math. I would cut math. I wouldn't cut math. I'm like, oh, I need to see my my mentor. You know what I mean? And I would just go to his class. He's like, you do realize you're failing math because you suck at it, but you also don't go. I'm like, don't yeah, go to you're class. right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but fast forward, he became my uh my football coach, my varsity football coach. Nice. And um, I remember like the relationship changed over years because I was just an annoying kid. Like I just needed attention from him. And I don't know why that came from. Like I was just annoying. I was like, Hey, Mr. DeWitt, I did this. Like, I, like I was looking for affirmation, I guess. I don't know why I needed that. Um, you know, this is, like I said, I was an emotional ass kid, but he, uh, one football practice, he, uh, it was like before a big game, I think it was against Patrick Medford. They were like, they were in the running to win it with William Floyd, which was another rival of ours. And I fucked up a play where I was a I was an O lineman and a D lineman. Your boy was thick, Then a bowl of oatmeal. But um, he said to me, um, Giovanni, Gio, if you fuck up this play one more time, you fuck it up in the game, I'm going to chop you up and I'm going to bury you under my fucking floorboards. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, yes, coach. But like, it was that kind of mindset where he's like, he gave a fuck, but he acted like he didn't. And what I mean by didn't give a fuck, like he was calculated. So he said things in a certain way to make it seem as if he, he was like this crazy off the cusp dude, but he was, he was calculated with it and he cared about all of us. And, uh, I gave one thing. Why say that? <laughs> me and oh, the I'm kids. like that. <laughs> no, me. Oh, the kids. I was like, "What? That's <laughs> yeah. you?" I was like, "I ain't yeah. me." Uh, I'm calculating, but I ain't crazy. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, later on in life, like, um, I've always kept in contact with him. I was uh, I started giving his kids swimming lessons. You know what I mean? And like to to this day, we talk and so like I remember I, my my younger brother wanted us to come see him in uniform in school, do that whole gay thing. You know what I mean? Um, and we go and I, I see him, I, I, my wife comes wearing uniform. We look so stupid in our air force, like our ABUs going through a freaking junior <laughs> high school, but I saw him <laughs> stuff like that, but he, we just catch up. I think like once a year we talk and stuff like that. 
Um, but one, and I know I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not your whole, I'm trying to condense all these people that meant something to me into yeah. like the amount of time you spoke about yours. So like, if I, I apologize to anyone who listens, <laughs> like it doesn't seem like that I'm like giving them their fair shake, but I'm going in layers with it. Uh, Mr. Coach Darling, army veteran. He was, a uh, my, he was my football coach. Right. And he was my first, I, he was my health teacher. I'm like, who's this dude? You know what I mean? Like tall, handsome, handsome white dude. Like he just very clean cut, kind of had like that Tom Brady esque type of feel to him. Um, and I found out he's my football coach. You know what I mean? So I always liked it because he was just very militant like that, but he would bust your chops in like that old school, like ho 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 dad way. You're like, like white dad way and like <laughs> dad joke kind of thing. But he was cool. It was weird. I had to go to summer school that year for math, clearly, because I was failing and stuff. But um, I remember my mom didn't let me go to didn't let me go to football practice, and I was real sad about it because I wanted to go. This is where I started getting into like lifting weights and stuff like because you know I was in lockdown. I was like it was like I was in quarantine. All I did was go to summer school and lift weights, you know. And he um, he finally let me back on the team. My mom let me go, but I remember I hear him over overheard him say to the coaches don't give him any uh don't don't give him compliments he was so mad at me i had to go to summer school because he was always on top of my case he really liked me and was always extra hard excuse me extra hard on me because of that and he uh just kept he used to grill on me in class like javon why are you late javon speak up when you speak up when you say something i'm like dude like why are you on my case and when I got back to practice, I was doing well. I became a starter. He made me third string at first. I had to earn my way. Right. We had a scrimmage. We had a scrimmage before the – I think it was two weeks before our first game. I did really well, and I was excited. And I remember I hit the quarterback really hard. And the coach on the other side tried to jump in and tried to yell tried to yell at us. Excuse me. What the hell are you doing? And Coach Darling and Coach Baker was another coach. They all got in front, and they defended me. And it, it was – it was a weird feeling like, oh, wow, these people, you know, if they do care, he does care. And at, after the end of the scrimmage, he tells all of us and he's like, uh, guys, I want to say I'm proud of you, but I have uh, an announcement to make. Um, I'm, I'm sad to say, but I will not be your coach for the rest of the season. And I look at it, I was like, what the fuck? He made me bust my ass this hard. This motherfucker's not going to, co-. you know what I mean? Like it just, it like emotionally hit me. He got a job. He became uh, a Suffolk County police officer in Long Island. And he, at, to this day, he's still a, a police officer. Um, I just remember, I got to the locker room. I was just so, I was, I was trying to hold back tears because like, damn, my coach is not going to be my coach. You know, he was a big influence in my life. And I go to the back. I try to avoid the coach's locker room. And he he called. He says, Giovanni. And I call. He just he looks at me. I'm trying not to cry. And he just grabs me and gives me a hug. And I just start crying in this man's arms. You know what I mean? Like I just like let it out. And you know, he held me, he held me tight. And I was like, that was someone that like definitely meant something. Some some was very influential and meant a lot to me in, uh, in my life. And to this day. I remember when we were originally in quarantine in March, when the whole fucking shit went off with COVID, I, uh, I asked one of my old teachers, I still talk to some of them, like, uh, Mr. Macy and, and other people that were influenced in my life. And I said, Hey, do you have Mr. Darling's number? I just wanted to see, cause you know, he don't have a Facebook. He's not, he don't, he, he's built differently, you know, old school oh. army kind of cat. Um, 
So he's like, yeah, I have his number. So I call, I, I text like, hey, Mr. Coach Darling, I don't know if you remember, this is Giovanni Benavita. You know, you were my coach back then. Just, I just want to see how you were doing and catch up. I get a call from him. He's like, he goes, Gio? I was like, Coach Darling? He's like, how you doing? And we had like a full like 45-minute car just updating. Like he didn't know where I gra- when I graduated. He didn't know I went into the military. And he didn't even know I was married. He's like, how old are you now? Because last time I saw him, I was like – 14, 15. I'm 30 years old now, you know? And it was nice to catch up and to bring all this full circle is that having influential, especially influential men at this time is very few and far between because everyone gets offended. There's, there's, it's kind of frowned upon for someone to be hard on someone without it considered bullying or something and you know we came up in a time where it's it was nice to have people that care that tough love and tough love is definitely needed and it either makes or breaks people it makes people into the i'm specifically speaking about men it it makes men into men It, it it or it breaks them down and then later in life that person can appreciate them and then they will be the man they should be or they won't be as confusing as that is, you know, but I was, you know, I'm very fortunate. I had so many people in my quarters of life, you know, to influence me the way that they have. And there's certain things that I say, certain mannerisms I have is because of these people. And it takes, what is it? It takes a village to raise a child, right? It takes a village to raise whatever the case is. There's a, and you know, I apologize to people I haven't mentioned that have been influential, influential in my life, but these, these men definitely made an impact on me, you know, and I just wanted to like on this platform, share that. And, you know, for you to share your, your influence and coach mental Mendelssohn. I said that right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mental Mendelssohn. Yeah. And, mental and, Mendelsohn. and yeah. So, you know, um, you know, and these individuals, I mean, Yes, they. I mean, there there have been plenty others that 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 have come across my life, your life, um, you know, and have left some some type of impact. Excuse me. Um, have have left some type of impact, but you know, when you take a step back and 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 you think about your life and things that you've accomplished. Um, and I think this is what we mentioned earlier and, and previously in, in a prior podcast, but um, is you didn't get to where you are today alone as much credit as, yeah. as you want to, as much credit as, as, as you want to try and, and give yourself and, and, and take, you know, whether someone connected you or, someone coached you or prepped you or, you know, put you or wrote that, uh, recommendation letter. Um, you know, someone believed in you and they saw the good in you and they, they, they saw something in you before you saw it, you know, and, and, uh, pay, pay tribute, give gratitude and, you know, live on the, the legacy. That's all I got. Yeah. And I want to say it's been fun. I think, I don't know how many more 
podcast we got to do for the quarantine chronicles but uh it's nice like you said to give uh thanks to those who meant something to us i hope you know down the line if you know coach dewitt uh coach frazier uh coach darling you know they give this a listen um but yeah man i just want to say thanks and uh i'm geo i'm sean and this is the as As you were podcast. podcast